for being here and being a part of our assembly today. And want you to know that you're welcome here. If you're just passing through and you stop by today, thanks for doing that. Glad you're here. Make sure you come back again anytime you come through our area. And if you're from our area and you're here today, thanks for being here. Want you to know that you're welcome here. Glad that you're a part of our assembly today. I'm going to be talking today about letting the beauty of Jesus be seen in you. What was it about him? Everywhere he went, whatever he did, there were crowds that would just, just hang on his every word. They wanted to see him. They wanted to, to hear what he had to say. And, and it, it, was, it was amazing how that people would just, I, don't, I mean, I, we have a hard time getting, you know, 200 people to sit for an hour on Sunday in a nice air-conditioned building, right? But somehow Jesus would walk around on the countryside and thousands Without PA, by the way, thousands would sit and listen, trying to grasp anything he had to say. What was it about him that people wanted to be around him? People wanted to hear what he had to say. Now, you might be thinking, well, the guy had miraculous powers, right? I mean, he could just uh, feed thousands of people with, with literally nothing. They could just, or maybe it was those wonderful miracles, right? He could do amazing things. He could, he could uh, uh, someone who couldn't talk or couldn't hear or was broken or lame or you name it, and he could heal them. Oh, yeah, everybody wanted to come and get a piece of that. Maybe that's why they did it. Guys, when I think about why people wanted to be around Jesus, it was because of his beautiful life, because of who he was, the way he acted, the way he talked. If you think about the beauty that is in Christ, what a life he lived. To think about the humility, uh, the power, awesome power he had, and yet the humility, the humbleness that he practiced while he was here. Matter of fact, to the, to the point that, that people knew he was here for them. He, they were convinced he wasn't going to hurt them, and they wanted to be around him. They wanted to hear what he had to say, right? And so when I think about Christ and the beautiful life he lived, what an amazing example of humility. Would you guys see him into that? I mean, he was willing to, to, I mean, just think about how he was born. God himself coming to the earth, and that's how he's born? Think about the way people treated him while he was here, and yet, with all of his power, how he could have retaliated, and maybe how I would have retaliated. He didn't do that. He looked at it totally different. As a matter of fact, when I think about Christ, I think about one you can talk to anytime. Approachability. There's never a time when he's going to make you feel less, not unless you do it to yourself. Christ will never do that. In other words, he was always about people coming to him. And I think about Christ and how the way that he might take a child and he would say, you know, these, this is the way, this is the kingdom of heaven, this is what you're supposed to look like. You need to become like little children, right? Now, if I see somebody doing that, all of a sudden I think, you know, this is probably somebody I can talk to. This is probably somebody I can hang around, right? He's got something special. He is something special. And, of course, he was something special just in God being here. But he was something special in the way he acted, the life that he lived. It was a special life, and it made a difference in people's lives. And so this morning, my lesson will go something like this. We'll just talk about what Christ is and what he did. But then we're going to see that I want to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me, his people, his kingdom. His church, right? The people that belong to Christ. Let's let people see the beauty of Christ in us. And so therefore, as you live your life, 
as you go through your day, as you go to your job or your, uh, those of you that that think retirement uh, means that you quit your job, uh, your next job after you retire, uh, but whatever you're doing during your day, I wonder if we could let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. In other words, there are certain things about Christ that can come through when you think about Him. Well, maybe those things need to come through when they think about you also. In other words, maybe, maybe it's a life that's, that's full of, as Christ was, forgiveness. Have you guys ever thought about how many times Jesus says, forgive, forgive people who do terrible things to you, forgive people who have debts against you, etc., etc., etc. Now, you may think, well, wait a minute, Christ, how can we do that? Well, let me remind you of what Christ said. Father, forgive them. In other words, he knows what it means to forgive. He knows what it means to, to look inside of a person's heart and say, you know what, I know you messed up and I know you get it, but I'm going to forgive you. And so therefore, this morning, as we want to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us, how can we not forgive others and expect people to see Christ in us? Forgive, Jesus says, as, you might know, forgives as I have forgiven you. You want to know how to be, you want to know how to forgive others? Forgive like Christ has forgiven you. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in you. Let it be something they know about you. I think about my Lord, his life was a life of compassion. Would you guys agree with that? It was always about other people. He thought about other people. He lived for other people. Whatever he did was for others. There were times when he was tired, when he was beat down, when he really wanted to be by himself because he was just so wore out, but it was all about others. What do the others need? That's what I'll do. Always about compassion for other people. As a matter of fact, there are several times, and I'm getting a lesson together, and you guys will hear it in a couple weeks, about the idea that Jesus wept. Very few times the Bible talks about Jesus weeping, but there are some. And the idea is, as a matter of fact, he wept because close friends of his had died and they his the family was weeping if you guys remember that story and and he wept with them now you guys know the rest of the story there right he wept with them but then he raised them from the you know, okay why was he weeping with them because he cares he cares about people he cares about what you're going through this morning i want you to remember christ cares about what you're going through compassion he weeps when his people hurt okay he did that he also wept when he saw people that weren't his and no one could get out there and bring them to him made him sad compassion overwhelming feeling of i would love for them to be mine cause him to weep this morning i want us to remember christ's compassion and i want the beauty of jesus to be seen in me am i concerned do i have compassion do I care what others are going through? Do I care that people are not God's children? Do I have compassion on them? Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. If that's the way Christ, I want people to see that in me also. Now, as you look at that temperance, the things that he was willing to love for the lost, Jesus had those things. As I think about that, I'm thinking about kind of, a, kind of an overview of a life. You know what I mean? There was just something about his life. And this morning, I, 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 I pulled some things up there, but... I just want you to think about, oh, I want to think about this, this life that Christ lived and kind of get an overall picture of it and to think about how he loved people, how he had a focus in the things that he did. 
In other words, his life was very focused. And so this morning, it's, it's, it's a life that, that was, and I think about Christ, he had a purpose for being here. And I want to have that same life. And as you think about this purpose that Christ had, it wasn't just a, as maybe your purpose is uh, tomorrow morning when you get up. I just hope to make it through one more day, right? I'm going to eat my breakfast. Who was it the other day? I heard somebody describing their day. He said, well, I get up and I eat and then I uh, watch a little TV and, and then I go to work. And I work till such and such and I come home and I eat. And I watch a little TV, and I go to sleep. Well, there's a life for you. Doesn't that sound exciting? What purpose, I mean, the purpose you have in life now. I'm not saying that those aren't things that you're probably going to do tomorrow, all right? But I am saying this, that is not our purpose. Okay. You don't have to say amen, just nod your head, right? That's not our, we're not just another pathetic sheep following the herd. We have a purpose in life, a reason to get up in the morning. We have something we're going to accomplish tomorrow. Our Lord had a purpose. As a matter of fact, he says about Jesus, Jesus says about our Father, he says, not my will, but yours be done. I want to wake up in the morning, and you know what I want to say? I'm try to do this. You guys do it with me, right? When we wake up in the morning, we're going to say, Father, this day is yours. It's not mine, but it's yours. What's your will today? I'll do your will today. Oh, I'd like to do that because I, I know if I do that, people will certainly see the beauty of Jesus in me because that's the way he lived it. That was his purpose. I'd like to do that tomorrow morning. I'd also like to have this idea, and as Christ did, the Son of Man came to do what? Seek and save the Lord. I want to have a purpose, a reason, a goal. And I know if I do, I will be showing Christ to others. They'll see the beauty of Jesus seen in me. Now, I also think of John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus says about himself, I have come that they may have life. Matter of fact, I should have put the rest of it up because it's not just life, but it's what? A more abundant life. The life that is in Christ is an abundant life. Jesus had a purpose for being here, and that was so that he could give you an abundant life. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he did. He accomplished that goal. That was his purpose. I've come that they might have life, and they might have it to the full or to the abundance. All right? That's what Christ wants you to have. That was his purpose. Now, I wonder today, if we're going to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us, that if we could have a beautiful purpose also, a reason, something we tried to accomplish. As a matter of fact, shouldn't we back up and say, you know really what my life is all about? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. I just want to make it my goal to please Him. just want to do what my Father wants me to do. I want to make my goal to please my Lord. I want to be what He wants me to be. Now, I've got a couple more, but I want you to think about this for a second. If that's your goal tomorrow morning, just think about the changes, the attitude, things that would be different tomorrow. If, not just tomorrow, but every day. If you woke up with the idea that today I just want to make it my goal to please Him, how He would want me to act, the things He would want me to do. Tomorrow's going to be the day that I'm just going to try to please my Lord. I'm going to give my day to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it that way, and I'm going to end it that way. And as I go to work, I'm going to work like I'm working for the Lord. When I am a husband, I'm going to be a husband like I am doing it as Christ wants me to do it. Doing it for, as I'm pleasing my Lord or a wife. I'm going to do it like I'm pleasing my Lord. I'm going to raise kids in a way that will be pleasing to my Lord. I'm going to treat other people 
kind when they treat me rude. Why? Because my goal is to please my Lord, not to please other people or myself. Not about me, it's about them. So, when you go to Walmart and the people, when you drive down 44 Highway, and you, okay, you are going to make it your goal to please Him. You're going to have His attitude in everything that you do. I wonder today, and I hope that I can start doing this more. I'm going to I'm going to try to begin every day thinking, this is the day that I'm going to make my goal to please Him. I'm going to do that with my day. Here's another purpose. This is in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Notice what Paul said his purpose was, right? I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave Himself for me. My life is no longer my own. It's not mine anymore. My life now, my purpose is give my life to my Lord. He has it. I belong to Him. Now, I know I say things like that, and you and I say, yeah, that's right, Rick. And then we go home and think, oh, that's too tough. That's hard. I don't know if I can do that. When I'm treated rudely, when things don't go my way, when I'm hurting, when the, okay. When I got all the stresses of the financial problems that keep, pounding on my door when I have those relationship issues that keep coming up and I've got these struggles I don't know if I can be what like Christ I don't know if I can let the beauty of Christ be seen in me here's something you can do you can lean on the one who will give you strength to do what he's asked you to do I'm going to ask you a question you raise your hand no you don't have to raise your hand just nod your head if you believe this is the case right? our Lord would never ask us to do something that we couldn't do you guys agree with that? He's never going to ask us to do that. That is impossible. Now, I will not say that God asks us to do things sometimes that are very difficult because that's true. Sometimes he does ask us to do things that we look inside and say, well, that is hard. That is tough. Love those who hate me. Love those who hurt me. Forgive those who do things, oh, not to me. I'm a good, I'm, I, can, I can forgive those to a certain degree. But those that have hurt my children, you see what I'm saying? Because we can, I mean, the Lord has asked us to do those things, and I didn't say they were easy, but I also know they're not impossible. Therefore, I think I can focus my life on my Lord. I think it is possible for me to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. And so today, let's start with the purpose that Christ had. Now, also know that our Lord has created a beautiful kingdom. At least it's supposed to be a beautiful kingdom. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. Right? His people. Now, I say this, and, and matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, this is how he kind of explains that bride. He says, well, she's without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless, describing his people. His bride, His church. And so therefore, when you talk about the beauty of Christ and how wonderful and beautiful He was and the things that He did in the life that He lived and the purpose that He had, what that's supposed to do is affect all of His people now. Now, we read a few minutes ago in Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 47. Notice the things that happened here. First of all, the believers were all together and they had everything in common. Okay? But then it says they sold property and possessions and gave to anyone who had need. Now, if you were to read your headlines today, 
uh, in whatever news or, or newspaper that you might be reading. Uh, did you read about uh, the congregation uh, in another town that uh, what they did was they got together all of their Rolexes and their, uh, their yachts and their Mercedes and they sold them all and they gave it to people who had need. Did you guys read that? No, I didn't read that either. <laughs> but I do read in Acts chapter 2 that that's what they did. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Okay? In other words, there was something different about these people. They didn't even consider their possessions their own. They'd sell them, whatever it took to make sure they took care of people that were in need. Now, I might not see that today. Maybe I don't see it as much as I should. But does that mean that it's not possible? Does that mean that it shouldn't happen? Just because you don't see it, just because it doesn't happen very much, doesn't mean that it's not possible or shouldn't happen. They believed, they, they sold the possession they gave to people that had. They, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. And, notice that next part, enjoying the favor of all the people. Now, why would people think well of them? Why would people look at those Christian people and say, wow, that's special. They are, they're a wonderful group. Yeah, if they let the beauty of Jesus be seen in them, of course people are going to look at them and say, wow, that's special. Those people are something. Look at the way they care about other people. They get together and they help one another, and then they help us too. This is a special group. There's something different about them. They have something precious. Kind of like people said when they looked at our Lord. Wait a minute. This guy's different. He doesn't think about himself. He's living for us. Look at the things he does for other people. Uh, they're supposed to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. Let me close with a couple of quotes that I found. The first one is this one. Following the pattern of his beautiful life had made their collective lives beautiful also. In other words, it made such a difference just trying to follow their Lord. The beauty of his bride turned heads to her companion and drew them into the community of faith formed around him and his name. What makes you different? Why do people look at you at your workplace and say, wow, that's a special person. There's something different about them. Is it because you are so wonderful and you're just so good? And be careful I can answer that. Well, yeah, praise me, praise me, right? No, that's not why. The reason they look at someone and they say, that's a special person, they're different, is because that person is just imitating, emulating our Lord. They're just trying to live like He lives. They're just trying to put His characteristics in their lives, and because they do, all of a sudden people look at them and they say, there's something different. Well, it's not them. It's not you. You're not so great. It's Christ in you that's so great. People just see you and he, see him in you, and because they see him in you, they're thinking, wow, this person's special. No, you're not special, but he is. Amen? He is special. So therefore, if I put him and his ways in my life, people are going to look at me and say, oh, you're special. And then we'll turn their heads to the one that we're following. And we'll say, no, no, it's not us. It's him. He's the one you need to be looking at. He's the beautiful one. Follow him. Look at him. See what he did. We're just doing that 
because we're following him. And so therefore, if you see me being kind or polite or, or loving people, it's not because I'm just so wonderful. It's because Christ lives in me. He's controlling me. I'm his. And so therefore, I'm going to make a difference, not because I'm doing something great, but just because I'm putting Christ's ways in my life. Our Lord says it. If I be lifted up from the earth, I will, anybody know? Draw all men unto me. Lift him up. Show him to people through you, through the way that you live, through the way that we act, through the things that we say. That's the way we're going to show Christ to other people. And hopefully, if that is the case, and we live like that, then when they, when they want to say, hey, something special about you, we'll say, oh, no, it's not me. It's him. We'll turn to the one who made us the way that we are. Don't you agree that the world is waiting to see that beauty on display in these ugly days? Don't you think people want to see Christ? They just want to see Christ in you. And I'm talking sincere, sincerity, sincere. I'm not talking about something that's put on. I'm not, something that's not talking about something that we do for a couple hours on a Sunday. I'm talking about it's the thing that controls us. It makes us honest in our business dealings, say things that are true. It makes us compassionate toward other people. It causes us not to be rude when other people are rude. You see what I'm saying? It's supposed to be a life change thing. We've been crucified. We no longer live. Our lives are only in Christ now. And so we'll lift him up. In a world where people don't see much kindness, they don't see people looking out for one another much. Right? I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying you don't see it much. Shouldn't we be showing Christ to others in, ex in everything that we do? Our lives, the way we live, the way we act, the way we talk, we let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. I hope I've been encouraging to you. I hope it's something you think about this week and everything that you're doing. Make sure you're letting the beauty of Christ, Jesus be seen in you, everything that we do. So, this morning as we close our time together, if you look inside of your life and you know Christ is not at the center of your life, maybe you could see it by the way that you've been acting and talking and, and the, the example that you've been betraying and uh, portraying and people are looking at you now and they go, oh, something, oh, I don't, you know, this is not good. Okay, if that's the case, let's back up and say, wait a minute. Maybe I got sidetracked there a little while, okay? Because I've said some things, done some things, acted in such ways that I'm not letting the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Christ is at the center of our life. If he's not the center of your life, let's decide that, number one. This right now, we decide. We confess him as our Lord. We put him first. Jesus is who he says he is, and we're going to put him first. He's the God's son on this earth, and he means everything to us. We confess him as our Lord. This morning, will you do that? Make sure he's number one in your life. Jesus is the center of your life. We have water here this morning. You could be immersed into Christ. Say, no more living for me. I'm now living for him. Repent of that old way. Put it aside. Make sure Christ is first.